Welcome to Separate Separate Bathrooms. And other handy marriage tips. Hello there and welcome to Separate Bathrooms. I'm Cam. I'm Ali. And um, today we're talking about first times. First times. There's always a first time for everything, as they say, right? They do. (laughs) Where are we going with this? Are we going first times work? First times... First impressions? First impressions. That's always a good one, right? Well, yeah, why not? Let's just... I thought we could just share some of our first-time career experiences, Hmm. um, particularly because things that have gone wrong, things (laughs) may have gone really right. And I think, you know, this is... I feel like this is such a common one (laughs) for people... It's just crazy what can go wrong on your first day, right? Don't you think that like, you know, you spill the coffee, you you jam the paper machine, you cut someone's hair wrong, or there's so many things that can go wrong. And it's, and you feel like you're the only one that's made that mistake. Yeah. And it's not true. Well, that's, that's true. And often a problem shared is a problem halved. So, hey, uh, it's interesting because I was listening to some American talk show and Jennifer Lawrence was on there. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about when she won the Oscar and she fell over. Yeah, tripped up the stairs. Yeah. Tripped up the stairs, right? So, she was talking about Anderson Cooper making a comment about her after after tripping up the stairs Mm -hmm. and saying that she did it on purpose, that it was orchestrated. And she said that when – she said it wasn't. Yeah. And that when she actually did it, it it caused quite pronounced trauma for her afterwards because Mm. she forgot everything she was going to say when she tripped. Yes, right. She has no memory of the moment. And it was really traumatic. And you only get one chance, right? Well, when you said first impressions, we only have one chance at a first impression. Yeah. And – so in that moment, you know, she's never going to have a first time winning an Oscar. She may never win an Oscar again. That might be her only opportunity to make a speech. And she said she has no memory of it because oh. it was all obliterated in that moment tripping up the stairs. Oh, I've had so many <laughs> so. moments where, you know, when you just, it's probably the same thing. You know, when you relive a moment over and over and over again and like your gut still clenches, you're, you still break out in a sweat and you just want to crawl like to the depths of the earth because you're just so mortified by what you just did. So, oh. okay. So tell us one. <laughs> Come on. Well, actually, it's not. This one is my first modeling job. Now, I didn't actually feel mortified. I felt absolutely terrified going in into it. And it was for a magazine called Hero Magazine, mm. which I, I know you would remember. For. That's yeah. right. You used to write for it. I know you were on the you on the cover. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I was, I was in a poster in the middle. There you go. <laughs> Just as good. Uh, yeah, Hero Magazine. And I had been – when I – was about 13 or 14, I had shaved my hair off. Oh, I thought you could say something else. No. I'd show I, – I had the front part long and I had like a, like a number two clipper back and sides um, because my hair was just a nightmare to deal with. So and, – and I loved it short. It was crazy great. It was so much easier. But I'd been growing it out, growing it out. And, you know, as a, every girl knows, it takes a long time to grow your hair. And so you shaved off the Alison Bray hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the it famous was, Alison Bray hair. Oh, yeah. Hair. It was on the was floor. That, so that was pre Alison Bray hair. That was pre modeling. Right. Yeah, I wasn't modeling. Okay. So I've been growing it and trying to get it longer. And um, I went in for my first modeling shoot, Hero Magazine. 
And the hairdresser in there just went, oh, we need to do something about your hair. And I was like, God, I'm, I'm trying to grow it. You know, my 16-year-old self. And they're like, no, we need to cut it. We know what we're going to do. And I was in tears and I called my agent and I said, they want to cut my hair. And they said, well, you know, it look, they'll give you a good cut. This is what modeling, you know, is about. You know, they need to change your looks to sort of, you know, suit, the, suit what's going job. on. That one job. <laughs> and so I went, okay. And they cut my hair and they gave me, and you know, my hair is, it's crazy hair. It, it's not dead straight. It's got this weird kink in it. And I love it. I do love my hair. And it also has different, each hair has, each hair has different texture. Yeah. It, it's very thickness. weird hair. Um, and it really only suits it if it's really long and it can sort of weigh it down a little bit. So anyway, what they did, they cut it into a bob above my shoulders and gave me one of those short short fringes oh like a page boy yes what yes but like super short fringe you know not even a long fringe and of course it's very 70s thing to do yeah it was that was kind of the look i was wearing at the the time like that was sort of the bit of the theme what i was in and of course you've got hairdressers there so they were able to make it look all like they combed it out and flattened it out and made it shine sort of Mm. thing I still hated it. Um, but, you know, so for the photos, it looked quite interesting. Well, of course, as soon as it gets out of the, the, the modeling world and back at home and I've washed my hair, it is absolutely the most atrocious haircut. And my boyfriend broke up with me over it. He said, um, I hate your hair. It's just hideous and I don't want to date you anymore. Well, you were better off without him. What I a know. Knob. Right? What a knob. I know. Um, I went on to marry him, of course, but, you know. <laughs> well, that's true. What about it? <laughs> that's true. not that true. That is not true. <laughs> what, Do not print that oh, someone God. out there. <laughs> what about um, what about the next week, you know, with the next modeling job? Because, if, you know, there you are with a, with this ridiculous page boy haircut yeah. now. And then, so what happened after They've that? Got Did a, you yeah, get any more work after that? for? <gasps> They put a I, wig on you after that for the next six months till it grew out again? I can't remember. No, they didn't do wigs. No, I think I just grew it and grew it and grew it. I, I think I didn't let anyone cut it again. I think that was the only time I got my hair cut on the job, which was my first time. Well, Yeah. My first time speaking on TV, um, so nervous. Which, which job it is was that? A, it was a show called Star Search. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, and so you know this story, but I had um, I had a pretty severe stutter as a kid growing up, and Star Search was the I guess the Australian Idol of the time or the American Idol of the time. It was a it was a talent show. Yeah, it was more this like is- Australia's Got Talent. It was a bit more like that, I think. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. And there were. Anyway, it was it was it was that kind of show. It was 1985. I'd just come out of school. I was playing in bands and things, and I and was doing a little bit of modelling. And I'd had a call from the casting director of a crunchy ad that I'd oh, gotten, yeah. and uh, and they were, she was casting this TV show for Channel Ten called Star Search. And she said, "Look, we know you play music. We know you do modelling." Um, would you, we've got this new show, it's called Star Search, and you can do singing, acting, had different categories in it. So you were 
but basically going mano a mano against another uh, another act. Mm. So the, the male singers were against a male singer. So it wasn't sort of like uh, got talent. It was um, because you were against your own category. You're in mm. your own category. So I said to them, look, explain to me the, the modeling category because it was called the spokes model category, and which meant that you were going to be co-hosting the show. And Greg Evans, who was doing Perfect Match at the time, was the host of Star Search. And so I went, all right, I've never spoken on TV. I've never, you know, and I want to show the people that laughed at me when I was a kid that I can now speak. And so uh, I went in and sure enough, it was this, you know, you did this modeling part where you wear different clothes, which we've, I think we've talked about the famous red speedos. Mm -hmm. And um, in that, which was very embarrassing. And, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then, but I also had to do a piece to camera, a spoken piece to camera. And it was on auto cue, so I didn't have to learn it. Auto cue is this trick that you know TV presenters use, where the words are up on the camera, and all you do is read the words. Well, I stood up there to do my my presentation piece. No audience there. It's just me and the floor manager and the camera operator, and uh, Greg Evans in the show would throw and here's Cameron to tell you about what's going on, you know, what's coming up next. And I'd explain the rules to something. I think I got the record on that show for 23 takes. I stuttered and stammered. I think I almost peed my pants. My shirt was soaked. That would have been so hard. And the first take that they got where I actually got it clean without... Oh, no. Stuttering. The floor manager, Kenny, I remember Kenny, he's just like, Cam, I think we got it, mate. (laughs) I'm like, really? And all I'd done was get through it. Yeah. I'd just gotten through it. Absolutely terrified. And then we came to do the show and then now there's a studio audience. Right. And then there was a vote and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do anything in this. (laughs) And the winner is Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're cute as heck. Oh, my God. But it was just <laughs> so I battled that for quite, and, oh, for quite yeah, a that, while. But just that first time on TV doing that was, was incredibly nerve-wracking, terrifying. That's so brave of you to do that because it's, it is such a – I, I haven't started, so I can't imagine what that's like. Though I've watched you a couple of times, not for a long time. I've watched you when I first met you in the first sort of year or two when it would catch you every now and again, the stutter. And it's, it's really, um, it's really heartbreaking to watch someone with a stutter, I find, because it's so out of their control, you know, and what takes over with the nerves and what have you. So I, I, I would imagine that everyone in that studio that day would just be like, oh, come on, mate. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. You could do it. You can do it. Just one do time you, clean and then we're out of here. Do you, do you remember, speaking of that, do you remember the time that we met Gough Whitlam. Yes, I do. So we're at some house after a show. It was yeah. after the hunting of the snark. Yes, it was. Right? Yeah. The opening night of hunting of the snark. And we're at some house in Darling Point in Sydney. It's very highfalutin. And Gough Whitlam walked in, six foot four, massive man. Well, Cameron, may I say? And we met him. And then I went to introduce you to mm. Gough Whitlam, and I'd never met anyone like Gough Whitlam before, that stature, you yeah. know, who he was. Very imposing. That I could not get your name out. I know. That was probably the first time that you saw me yep. stutter, wasn't it? 
Yes. Mr. Yes. Whitlam, this is ah, 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 It still gives me goosebumps. Oh, my God. But look at you now. Look at you now. Oh. You're a radio and like you're you, you, that's the great thing. You use your voice. Mm. As your career, and That's you came true. from a it's amazing how many actors who did actors and singers who did stutter as a kid actually. There's a lot of us. Yeah, there's a lot of us. John Bell, who who heads up the Bell Shakespeare Company, he was the one that helped because it came back. It came back when I did Big River, actually, my first stage yeah. show. It came yeah. back. Um, stutter crept back, and John Bell was instrumental at helping me get through that. And I've always hung on to his lessons. Uh, which was simply tell the story, Cam. Mm. You're a great joke teller. Just tell it like you tell the story. Mm. You know. Mm. Oh. <laughs> first time, honey. First Memory, time. First time, a baby. First time. Well, I was actually going to tell. <laughs> it's one of my. You know, speaking of cringeworthy and horrible incidents, as if I go there again. It's. It's the first time I bought myself a car. And I had been modeling for a while, so I had I had some money in the bank to get myself a really cute little Honda. And my my friend, um, my friend George, he uh, he was able to get me one of their fleet cars. So it was able to like so it was I got a cheaper deal on it, <laughs> but it was a brand new car. Yeah. And I had still not got my. <laughs> That's so terrible. I'd still not got my license yet. I hadn't even got my P's yet. But so you had your learners. Did you? I had. I was still on my. Le- I was still on my learners. Yeah. Um. But I wanted this car, and I'd earned. I you know I'd saved and saved and saved, and I was like, well, I'll get this car now, and then I can learn on my own car. And it was a manual. And um, the day came where the car was actually being dropped off at my house, and George was there, and um, he said, okay. Get in. He was old, a little bit older than me. Get in, and and I'll, we can go for a drive around the block. So so excited. Get in the car, go drive around the block. Like five minutes, I go to do a um, pull into a driveway to reverse out to go back. So I pull into the driveway, reverse back, and I smash the back of the brand new car. I'd had it fifteen minutes. <laughs> I had my car 15 minutes and I smashed it. Um, and I smashed the whole back window out. It was a little hatchback. And the, it was more the sound of it than anything. It sounded like I'd completely written the back of the car off. I hadn't. Mm. But um, so I smashed the back of the car, smashed the back window. And we just sat there going, oh. So didn't do any other damage to anything else. It was only my car. So we drove it. <laughs> oh, George drove it back, you know, around because I couldn't drive. I was like, I can't drive. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. And we took it. Stra- we drove it straight to a panel beater and got it fixed immediately. And I had to lie to my parents about where the car was. And it, they they know now. It wasn't for years later that I finally admitted that because they're like, "Where's your car, darling?" I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm look getting it retrofitted for a sunroof, maybe." Nah, I wasn't putting racing doing that. stripes on it. Yeah, nah. I'm having the muffler rings fixed. Yeah, so there's an extra. I don't know how much it was. Like the that scraped the last of my little savings to sort of fix the back of the car up. First time. 
first time. I was thinking about this when you said, let's do first time. I was 13 or 14 and the first time I had a girlfriend and the first time I put my arm around her mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and so it was my mate's cousin. We went, she'd come up from Tasmania and we were in uh, the movie theater in Frankston and I'm sitting beside her and I knew that like he said, you know, she's, she really likes you, mate. She really likes you. And anyway, I'm sitting there. Like, all I can think of is Bodie sitting with her friends. Yeah. (laughs) Bodie's our young daughter. Anyway, so I'm sitting in the movie theater and it took me the entire movie. It was like Rocky 1 or Rocky 2. We were in there watching all in a group, all all of our friends lined lined up. It took me until the last, like, oh, man, what would be the last minute of the movie? <laughs> Credits are rolling. You know, credit, yeah. And I've had sweaty palms the entire time. And I'm like, what? Do I, I've got to do it. I've got to do it now. And all I can think of is Paul Hogan, the Australian comedian from the Paul Hogan show, when he he did, I bowled too many overs today. And he lifts his arm up. Oh, bowled too many overs today. And he puts his arm in the motion of, rolling his arm over like he's bowling a cricket ball he flops it over the back of the the chair around the girl that he's sitting next to i didn't actually say that but i just lifted my arm and put it there oh yeah you did the old stretch and lift yeah yeah stretch and put it over there yeah yeah yeah. and it was on such an angle it got stuck my shoulder sort of froze and i'm there and i just didn't i couldn't move and i didn't know what to do i didn't (laughs) didn't lean in for the kiss i did all I did was sit there with my arm kind of on her, but not on her. And it was so awkward. And the lights came up and and it was just awkward city from the, from then on. Nothing went on after that. It's just a awkward first time story. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, sh- I would imagine, does anyone have a, a not awkward first time, you know, holding hands or, you know, I feel like that's such a natural thing to have that awkwardness of, when you know the first, first kisses are usually or like the ver- like the first time you actually kiss someone, I feel oh. like that's always. Awkward. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> well, I remember kissing one boy on the monkey bars, like, and it was sort of like a quick peck. But my first sort of little bit of a longer one, oh, it was just terrible, like just dry mouth, horrible, like just. <sighs> You know, thirteen years old, and he 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 went on to claim his claim to fame later on um, was that he taught me how to kiss. I'm like, if you taught me how to kiss, is that what he said? <laughs> That's what he said. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh God, my first kiss, Mount Eliza Primary School. Um, we had this fellow friend, and he was massive. He was like so. He was just this huge human, and he had a lumber jacket. And a lumber and jacket. He was your first was, kiss? No, no. But he had the lumber jacket. So what happened? That was my point. Huge dude. <laughs> he had this massive coat. And so the coat was dropped over the top of the two kids. This is in fifth grade. And the two, the, the lumber jacket was put over the top of the couple who were kissing. And then someone was on the outside with a watch timing it. And I wow. remember, yeah. And I remember getting my shot. No one wanted to kiss me. I was like the last one. And uh, I remember getting my shot and being so excited by it. And then the girl kissing, she she put her tongue in my mouth. In like, fifth grade. In fifth grade. but it, And it was like she was all tight in her lips 
and had her mouth open and it didn't move at all. It was like she just opened it and locked jaw <laughs> with these tight lips and then this tongue went like a sewing machine needle going doot, 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 doot oh. into my mouth and poking my tongue. This is the grossest thing. But I came out going, oh, yeah, that was unreal. And you're all sweaty from the lumber jacket, you know, in 25 seconds. Ooh, you know, and it's like, it was it was awful at the back of Madeleine's primary school. Wow. I so hope that COVID doesn't change any of that for anyone because, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about that going, wow, can kids allowed to do that these days teens and kids i mean we're oh not oh, even you know, sometimes we'll even we'll find a way we have to find a way we, we need I, awkward first dates you do, you <laughs> do awkward i mean awkward i mean even on just recently on home and away uh we were supposed to do kisses with covid you know and right, in the yeah. end there was a there was talk at the time of putting glad wrap over our lips mm. uh, just to do the kiss you know, so in but in the end, it was all camera angles and and it was a sort of lean in but no no touch. Oh, so sexy! We're talking about first time experiences in the bathroom today. I was thinking about one of my slightly more mortifying first times, which actually involves you. And it was way, 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 way back. Uh, I think it was probably our second date ever. And it, you know, when I talk about it, it it's it's nothing now. But it, at the at the at the point that it happened, I just was so embarrassed. And you had uh, you'd taken me to the beach, Queenscliff Beach in in Sydney, and to fly a kite. Now I think I'd only ever flown like a super basic kite. I don't even remember if I'd even actually flown a kite before. I probably had when I was six years old, but you were, you had these amazing, this amazing kite and it was like double stringer and it was just this quite expensive, amazing kite. And it was one of the things that you loved to do. And so I I was there with you, you know, all starry-eyed, watching you fly this kite going, wow, he's so clever. <laughs> Look at how he can move. And this kite was amazing what it could do and flip and turn. And, and you went, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, first time, sure. And literally you put the controls in my hand and in about 0.2 seconds, it just went, and snapped. (laughs) And it was just, I remember you looking at it, me looking at it, just going, you're like, oh, it's fine. And I'm going, oh, I'm dying. I'm just dying. You didn't break up over that, thank heavens, but. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> to go back to Hawaii to get the new parts. Oh, is that it. where you got it from? Yes. <laughs> oh, I do remember that because when we went on our honeymoon, that's right. I bought another to kite. Hawaii, we were another <laughs> kite. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the story gets worse. But I bought a bigger one. You did, okay. and I did, and I never touched it. Remember, I never flew it. See, so you missed out. There's something about a kite. Let's go fly a Maybe kite. Maybe you should get another kite then. Ah, yes. Kite surfing. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty fun. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. looks amazing. Well, First time doing that. It's COVID friendly. 
Sure is. Speaking of things, we're, we're sitting in our, we're not actually sitting in the bathroom, we're in our, in our studio and I'm surrounded by some of my guitars and, and things. And I do remember the first time I held an electric guitar. Mm. And it was um, back in fifth grade again. A lot of firsts in fifth grade. Yeah, you talk about fifth grade being your favourite. It was. Yeah, yeah. I had a great teacher, Mr. McCormick. He was a he was a, a a singer. He had a red acoustic guitar. I used to love singing with him. Anyway, I had a pal. And the pal was the, this guy was the last person I ever had a fight with. Um, but uh, it was weird in the play, a playground fight. First playground fight, first and last. He kicked my ass. But um, he had an electric guitar and I was around at his place for, a, I guess, what we would now call a play date, you know. So, mm-hmm. I'm at his place and he's got this cream Telecaster, Fender Telecaster, but it was a, would have been a copy. I would not let that thing go. I sat on his mm. on his bed holding his guitar and uh, and strumming it and we plugged it in and at the sound that it made and it sounded like my favourite band, well, the noise sounded like Slade. Slade was an English heavy metal band and I wouldn't let the thing go and he said, well, come on, let's go, let's go um, do something. Let's go outside and kick the footy. I'm like, nah, nah. Well, let's watch the telly and he had the first colour TV as well. So, this mm. is 1975. He had the first colour TV that I had ever watched. So, that was a like complete brain blowout for me watching color telly Mm. and I'm holding this electric guitar. That was the beginning of it. I was like, I knew this is, this is what I want to do is, is play this thing. Wow. Took me another 20 years to get one, but, but yeah. Isn't that interesting that there was something that's clicked so deeply with you, not only with your teacher, but that, that guitar and that, you know, getting to hold it that you knew immediately that because I could have picked up that guitar and gone, eh, nah. <laughs> yeah. But for you, it clicked something. It did. It was amazing. Yeah. And uh, maybe I should look at the look at getting one of those things anyway, <laughs> but I've got to find it in left hand. <laughs> but yeah, it was that innate knowing going, wow, this is, this is what I, yeah. I want to do. Um, Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think first times can often do that for people as well. You know, you, you first time doing something, you just know there's something so exciting about that moment where you go, oh, this is where I want to, this is my career or this is who I love or this is, you know, it's, it's such this an is interesting how I'm going to make a family. Yeah. Yeah. That's a first as well. That's true. Because <laughs> we've had fun making family. <laughs> If you have um, some first-time stories, good, bad, or indifferent, please share them with us. We are on Facebook on Separate Bathrooms and Other Handy Marriage Tips. Yeah, and you can also follow us on Instagram too. I'm at Cameron Datto. Al's at... Ali Datto. Yeah. Leave the indifferent ones out. We don't want those. We just want the... We want want the extremes. Well, maybe if they just want to share. Whatever. Whatever you like. All right. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. 